you know, whenever somebody comes to your website or really whenever somebody interacts with you, so this, these concepts are as true on your website as they are anywhere else you show up to do business. But people want to know, um, one, are you good at what you do? All right. So of course that's the, uh, you know, of course people want to know that they want to know, are you good at what you do? And then the second thing people want to know is, can you really do that? Whatever that service is that you provide for someone like them? All right. Can you really do whatever that it service that you provide for somebody like them? Can you really get them the results that you've gotten other people? Can you really get them the results that they've kind of determined are important to them? And so what that comes down to, I, I think really focusing on those two questions makes selling and marketing a lot easier. One of the things that I see freelance web designers struggle with the most is how to market themselves. I'm on a phone call almost weekly now with people who are great web developers, they're great web designers, but they've struggled with the idea of both finding clients and then communicating their value well enough to those potential clients that that actually ends up in a sale and in a contract and with a project. That's exactly what we are talking about today with Davy Jones from Brands That Book. Him and his wife, Krista, have built an incredible web design agency, and they've served a lot of great clients and have done an amazing job. And you are going to benefit so much from what he has to say about how to market yourself as a freelance web designer. Hey, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Self-Made Web Designer podcast and leave us a rating and some feedback. It would mean a lot to me and it will help to shape how we do this show in the future. Without further ado, here is Davey Jones. We have an awesome guest with us here today, Mr. Davey Jones of DaveyandKrista.com and the most recent development, uh, Till Agency, which is a marketing firm that helps businesses market on social media platforms and in other ways. Uh, just an awesome guy with a ton of good insight on what it means to brand and build a, a web design business because he has done it himself uh, with his wife really successfully. So, hey, Davey, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Thanks, man. I was uh, I was pumped when you reached out. I'm glad that you're you're starting something because you have so much uh, valuable content on uh, self made web designer. Um, and you know, I think that podcasting is just such an awesome. Uh, channel to disseminate content. Yeah, thank you, man. And you know, my wife and I were talking about it as I started Self Made Web Designer, and we were both like, neither of us actually read blogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most of the time, when we're consuming content, it's because we're listening to it while we're doing the dishes. Yeah, you know, and uh, and so it just makes sense. And you've got a great podcast as well uh, called uh, Brands That Book. Yeah, thank you. And I was fortunate enough just to be able to interview on interview you on that. That will probably release about the same time as your podcast is being released. Um, but that was a fun conversation. Uh, excited for part two here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about your background, how you started DaveyandKrista.com and how it developed from there. Yeah, for sure. So, but you know, my background, I was a um, theology major in school. Um, I decided after uh, my undergrad, I was working at a uh, high school and the administration liked me and they were like, hey, you really should consider you know, getting your teaching certificate. And so I went into sort of a master's uh, degree uh, that got me a, a master's in multicultural education and my uh, teaching certificate and did that for a few years. And my wife, Krista, she had started a photography business. Uh, and so you can already see that by background, you're like, okay, so where does the web design stuff come in? Um, but, you know, at the time uh, she had started that and I was really interested in it. You know, I was interested more in like the business uh, side of things. I mean, I love photography and all. Um, and she had started that and she was working at the time as a web designer, um, for a nonprofit. Uh, and her background actually is in design. She, uh, her, her undergraduate degree is in graphic design. Um, and then when she was, she got this first job, it was for web design. So that's, that's where she learned, um, the web design piece. So we were both, uh, so I started helping with the photography business. And so we started working on this, this first, uh, side hustle of ours, uh, and eventually she went full time, um, with that. But, uh, to bring that business full time, she needed a website. And so she took what she learned from, uh, this first job of hers and she was still working it. Um, 
and built her first website. And so of course, from there, people came along and were like, hey, who built your website? Uh, I'd love to reach out to him. She's like, well, I built my website. And so uh, other photographers, mostly other wedding industry folks would reach out to her and just say, hey, could you build me a website? And so she started this sort of side hustle like, yeah, sure, I'll, you know, I'll build your website. And at the time, I mean, since, we're, since we were primarily shooting weddings, there's an off season, especially, especially here in the mid-Atlantic, you know, between let's say late November and March, you know, where uh, there's just not as many weddings. And honestly, you know, I didn't love shooting winter weddings because it got dark early and all, uh, you know, this and that. So it was a great, um, form of side income, um, during the months when we weren't shooting. So that was kind of, that was the sort of the beginnings of, uh, Davey and Krista. And again, you know, my, my, uh, role in all that, you know, I was really interested in the business, uh, side of things. So while she was, you know, sort of the artist and creative, um, I was interested in, okay, so how do we get more business? How do we market our business effectively? Um, and so that's always been sort of my role, not only at, um, you know, w w within the photography business, um, and then Davy and Krista, but then also, uh, my newest business, uh, till agency as well. So, Eventually, um, you know, to kind of make a, a long story short, uh, we helped found uh, the Rising Tide Society um, and, you know, did that for, it was probably two years total or so uh, before stepping away uh, from that. And then as we stepped away from that, we actually formally started uh, Davy and Krista, which is a, a branding and um, website design uh, agency. And we primarily serve um, service-based businesses um, in the creative industry, lots of wedding industry folk. Um, honestly, we really enjoy though, and I think kind of our background lends itself to this, um, the e-commerce and more technical side of, of website builds. Um, but I would say that that most of our clientele are you know, wedding photographers or planners or, you know, I mean, dentists, home builders, you know, uh, all sorts of service-based businesses. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing I really love about that is that, you know, you found your niche and and you serve them really well and built from there. And And I think a lot of people who are just getting started as web designers um, have such a broad and big net that they're not catching anything. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean, that's such a, I mean, I, I think that's such a good observation. I would say though, that one of, a piece of advice that I, I give people as they're first starting out, because I, I do agree that it's so important to niche down because it's just going to make your life easier on so many different levels because you can create systems and processes that, that can be, that are easily repeatable, you know, and that, you know, and we're going to talk about this day a little bit, but marketing your business, you're just able to speak clearly to a, a specific set of people. But, uh, I do think it's helpful as you're getting started to work with all sorts of people, you know, so if someone wants to work with you, work with them and see, and see how it goes. Because, you know, I remember even when we were starting a photography business, working with uh, a few clients that I thought, I don't know if they're going to make the, the, you know, the best clients for us and really enjoying maybe that wedding. Um, and so it might redefine kind of your perceptions and, 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 you know, where you actually land when it comes to your niche. So your podcast, uh, is called brands that book. And, um, you know, one of the main things I see freelance web designers struggle with is aspects of branding themselves and, and you know, following through with a sales call or being good at the business aspect. And that's really the strength that you brought to Davey and Krista. So talk a little bit about that, like things that you... Um, things that you did that you felt like really helped the success. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I mean, when it comes to branding too, I mean... Eh, I guess, I guess something, uh, something, uh, designers, um, might think about and might reflect about a little bit, especially when it comes to website design. We talked a, a little bit about this too, um, when you recorded on, on my podcast, but web design, uh, and brand design, let's say, are, are really two different disciplines. So, uh, I don't think that there's any shame in somebody who, who does web design really, really well to reach out to a brand designer and say, Hey, can you help me? Can you help me get this right? You know, um, I think it's valuable on, on a few different levels, but I, I think an outside perspective is always super helpful for somebody uh, from the outside looking in and saying, okay, so, you know, why are you doing uh, things this way? Or why did you choose, uh, you know, kind of this aesthetic? Um, so I think that outside perspective can be really valuable. Um, and again, just getting somebody who's really good at brand design um, to speak into your business 
because brand design and website design are just, you know, at the end of the day, they're just two different disciplines. And we've actually helped uh, a number of brand designers with their website because they realized as brand designers that, you know, they didn't have uh, the technical expertise uh, to pick or I'm sorry, to build uh, a well-functioning website. So, you know, I'm not sure, you know, as a a designer yourself, um, you know, whether you would agree with that, um, but I would love to hear uh, what you think. No, I I think that's spot on. And I think it comes back to to knowing your strength um, and what you're good at and then figuring out ways to uh, complement your weaknesses. And I even saw from, from Krista in the, in the show it group the other day, say, Hey, we've got this client that's asking for this design aesthetic that we're just not good Mm -hmm. at. So does anybody want to take this? And, and I really appreciated that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, I I think you just need to be self-aware enough, um, to, to realize that because that's not going to serve the client well. Um, and you're going to realize that as you try, and it's not necessarily fun for us, you know, not that everything absolutely has to be fun, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, if there's, if there's another designer out there whose aesthetic better matches that client's style, then it's better for, for those people to be connected. It's going to be a lot more enjoyable for that designer. That client is going to be a lot happier at the end of the day. You're still going to be, you know, uh, kind of part of that story because you were able to connect those people together, you know? So, um, we've got recommendations from people who we didn't even work with just because, we've made connections like that. So I do think, um, being able to define your style, uh, and understand kind of what you're good at and maybe what you're not so good at, um, and outsourcing or looking for help with the pieces that you're not so good at. And I think that's something that, um, we've, we've never been scared to, to ask for help or to, um, reach out to people who might be able to help us in ways where, um, maybe we could figure out, uh, how to do it on our own. Um, but it's just, again, it's just not our expertise or our time's better spent elsewhere. I mean, an example of that in, in recent, um, the recent past, you know, last year sometime, we hired uh, Vanessa Kynes, who is, who's a Pinterest wizard, um, to manage our Pinterest platform. Just because, you know, yeah, we could try to figure out that platform. We could try to figure out Tailwind and the different tools that, that people use on Pinterest. Um, but, you know, we knew that just bringing somebody in who was going to be able to take that off of our plate uh, was going to allow us to focus on on things that we really are good at. Yeah, I love that. And, and I feel like at the heart of that is you are finding a way to serve your clients the best that you possibly can. And And I think a lot of web designers really struggle with this idea that I'm being salesy or like I'm trying to manipulate somebody into hiring me, but, but truly as a service provider, the only way that you're going to win long-term is when you consider yourself a servant, uh, to the people that you are providing that service for. Yeah. uh, You know, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, it's helpful to remember that a lot of this is an iterative process, you know, like, um, I was talking with somebody the other day and they were kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of in the midst of, uh, figuring out what their brand position is. And they're like, oh man, you know, brands that book, I feel like that's just, you know, it's so, it's so, uh, it's short, it's to the point, you know, um, it's very clear that you work with service-based businesses. And I was like, you know, but you know how long it took us <laughs> to, to, to come up with that, you know, um, because, and especially me, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I like to do, um, a lot of different things, you know, like I am just, uh, I mean, I, I think of new projects almost daily, you know, and it's been a definitely something that I've had to learn how to do to say, you know, no, I need to focus on these projects, you know, that sounds fun, but it's not, it's, it's ultimately maybe not going to get me to where I want to go. So learning, I mean, just kind of figuring out what clients, um, we are a good fit for, and then, and then going hard after those, those types of people. Yeah. And, and I think that process, it's trial and error and, and can be somewhat frustrating. And I think a lot of people come at starting a web design freelancing business with the idea that I'm going to hit it right off the bat. And if it's not a home run, then I'm just not fit for this. But, but failure is, is such a good process when it comes to building a business. Um, and just learning as you go. 100% agree. And, you know, I always think too, like, um, back to, you know, early failures and, and think to myself like, man, I'm so glad 
Because, you know, there's, there's certain, I think, defining moments early on in anybody's, in anybody's business. And everybody, you know, I, I don't care how long you've been in business, everybody deals with, you know, difficult clients once in a while, you know, or just different difficult situations, you know. So if you are um, out there and you're just getting started and you're looking at somebody else's business that you, that you kind of emulate, know that even if things look really, really, really good on the outside, that doesn't mean that they're not really good. But know that they also, they also deal with difficult situations and, and, um, they have problems to solve. And, um, it's just a matter of, of learning from them and then moving on and, and making the appropriate adjustments. Um, but it's, it's a very iterative process. Um, I mean, even in, in language that we use, we used to try to do, um, you know, I'm trying to remember like kind of our first, uh, sort of tagline, brand positioning statement, but it was something along the lines of, uh, converting, you know, like brands that convert or something like that. And with our audience, just, there is something about the word convert that maybe sounded a little bit too technical or just didn't resonate, you know? Um, but for, for service-based businesses, booking makes a lot of sense, right? And, you know, everybody's trying to book more clients. Um, but it's yeah. not like one day we, it's not like day one, we came up with that, um, and then, you know, we were, we were, we were golden, you know, it was a lot of, you know, figuring out, okay, well, uh, this messaging for whatever reason, isn't really landing. And, you know, what can we do maybe to improve it, make it a little bit more clear. Um, and, uh, you know, just more definitively or more specifically speak to a group of people. My, my first tagline when I first got started was ridding the world of bad websites, <laughs> one web design at a time. You know, it's just so cheesy and stupid. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you, like you start there and you move on. You know, I, I can't tell you, I mean, if we go back, um, you know, so for instance, like right when we stepped down from the Rising Tide Society and we launched uh, the first iteration of our website for Davy and Krista, um, it, it, you know, I'm sure that if you do uh, the Wayback Machine, uh, are you familiar with the Wayback Machine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so absolutely. I'm sure you can find it. You know, I wish that that didn't exist, but um, for anybody who wants <laughs> to go look at iterations of our website, I mean, it's a far cry from what it is today. And I remember when we launched, you know, like I said, I love to do lots of different things. I love, you know, copywriting. I love coaching. I love web design and branding. I mean, I, I love all of the things, you know, especially when it comes to just um, the online world and digital marketing. And so when we launched, we launched with probably five different services. And so, you know, and it just didn't land well. And, you know, I think in part because um, when people talked about Davy and Krista, you know, and what Davy and Krista did, um, there was just too much to get it. Oh, Davy and Krista. Yeah, I think they do, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. Um, If you go to our website right now, I I would hope at least, uh, and I, I think it does, um, very much you, you understand like when you land on our website that, that we're brand and website designers, that's what we do. You know, um, we might provide content around all sorts of different things, but at the end of the day, if you need a, if you need a new brand or a, re, a rebrand or a, a new website design, that's what we do. What I love about that is that there's, there's streamlined clarity to who you serve and how you serve them. Mm. And, and I think, so many service providers or, or freelance web designers can get really cute about what it is that they do. And somebody comes and visits their website and they're like, I don't even really know what I'm getting myself into because they haven't been clear about who they are and what they do. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a t- uh, tagline that maybe, you know, if, if you would like Brands at Book, for instance, Brands at Book even requires a little um, extra explanation, you know, from, from the tagline brands at book, you don't necessarily know that we're brand designers or, or website designers. So if you go to our website, you see that we provide that little bit of elaboration, you know, and I, I do, I would 100% agree though. One of the things that, I mean, because we're working with a lot of photographers, we notice that people have like a cute, you know, sort of positioning statement or some sort of cute statement on their, um, on the homepage of their website, but it doesn't include, uh, but nowhere on their, their homepage to, can you find, okay, where they're located and what kind of photography they do, you know? So you don't want to bury, uh, you know, that sort of information that's key to, to people understanding whether they're in the right place, um, you know, somewhere on your website that c- people can't see it. So you just recently pivoted and started the Till Agency. And I'd love for you to talk about that and what that process looked like going into unknown territory for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Till Agency is, uh, it's a paid advertising agency. Um, So, you know, primarily what we're doing is we're running Facebook and Instagram ads for companies, um, a little bit of Google ads. um, And then for those clients, we do 
all sorts of things, you know? So again, I mean, just going back to like clarifying what it is that you do. I mean, with Till Agency, we want to be as full service as possible. But again, we don't want to fall into that trap. Like we want people when they describe the Till Agency to understand that it is a, it's an advertising agency. Now, when they're in the door, we offer all sorts of other services. We do search engine optimization. We do cart value optimization. We look at people's email funnels and we'll even get in there and do a little bit of um, writing when it comes to uh, those funnels. So there's all sorts of different things that we do, but we want to just be super clear about, about what that is. And, you know, Till's been a lot of fun uh, to build because I've had all sorts of failed projects in the past, you know? So don't think that just because you've built one successful business that every, you know, that anything you touch after that is just automatically going to work. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's just one of the uh, pieces, something that I learned along the way in pursuing other projects um, that, you know, once you get a business going and sort of the flywheels going, so it's there's a little bit of momentum, Sometimes I think it's easy to forget, you know, how much of a grind it is and how much of a hustle it is in the beginning. You know, like uh, with Till, there has been there's been late nights, you know, and it's it's all fine and good. I think, um, especially when people are giving advice to others about starting a business and they'll talk about boundaries and hey, you know, you want to make sure you set designated work hours and you want to make sure that you're not answering emails on, you know, uh, in the evenings or on the weekends and, and stuff like that. You know, I think there is sort of you know, this period of time, especially when you're starting a business that you just got to hustle, you know, and if that means sending some emails, uh, later at night or doing some work later at night or getting up on a Saturday morning early before your kids get up uh, and getting some work done, you just got to go do it. I, and I think right now in business, there's, there's these two camps, you know, you've got your Michael Hyatt, who is just like, if you're working over 40 hours a week, then you're probably doing something wrong. <laughs> And, and then you've got your Gary Vee, who's like, if you're working under 80 hours a week, then you're definitely doing something <laughs> wrong, you know? And so there's, there's this tension right now. And for, for me, like, I, I, I look at things in seasons, you know? So, um, and, and my wife and I do this as well. As I've, as I've launched Self-Made Web Designer, we've realized like, okay, I'm going to have to stop doing freelancing, which means it's going to take a hit on our income. Um, and I'm really going to have to pour myself into this. And so we, we work those things out as far as responsibilities in the home, you mm -hmm. know, like, okay, you're going to pick up the kids. I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to type out some content, you know? So talk about that with you and Krista, like how have you guys balanced that and figured out how to do things in seasons? Cause you also have kids, like you've also got all of these other things going on. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think thinking it, thinking about it in seasons um, is super helpful because I mean, especially right now, Till is really ramped up um, probably a little bit faster than um, what me and my partners had anticipated. Um, and then Davey and Krista is, you know, a full fledged uh, branding and, and website design agency. So um, this season for me right now is particularly busy. Uh, you know, we have a, we have a, a 20 month old, which is, it's hard to believe, you know, that's a whole nother uh, conversation. It, it really is true. You know, people who tell me, Oh, it goes by so quick. turns out it does go by so quick. Um, but it, it's helpful to think about things in seasons because I think, um, this season that we're in right now, um, it's important for Chris and I have to have that conversation and say, this season can't last forever. You know, like this, this certain, this rhythm of work that I have right now, that's a little bit more, um, than, uh, than usual. Um, you know, we're going to have to figure out uh, a schedule and figure out boundaries for it. But this season kind of calls for that extra effort right now, especially as we establish a new business. And so Krista realizes that, um, and then we just, you know, we make sure that we keep our commitments to one another. And I think that, I mean, I just think working with a spouse, but working with anybody, um, that's important. So, you know, there's certain times of the day where like, I need to be disconnected. I need to be off my phone. I need to be, you know, not checking email and I need to be hanging out with the family, you know, certainly like while we're eating dinner and that time leading up, um, you know, to bedtime for Jack. And, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm, I'm being there for him and being a good father. And then when he goes down to, uh, for bed, I can, you know, turn the laptop back on and make sure that client projects are moving. You know, similar, similar to what, to what we have with me and Sarah, you know, cause we've got a, a brand new baby, um, and so it's, it's not quite as, <laughs> um, you know, 
sectionized as that, yeah. you know, because I'll have to, you know, like I joked with somebody the other day that it's like type, 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 get up and change the diaper, <laughs> type, 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 give them a bottle, type, 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 get food ready for the rest of my kiddos. So I, I think it's, it's just figuring out how to make it work, but, but not allowing your circumstance to keep you from, from getting to the point that you want to get to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and it's the, it, with kids, uh, especially in your, with you being in the season, the newborn season right now and congrats by the way. Um, it's, it, it's crazy. I mean, like at one day they have like three naps and then all of a sudden, you know, as soon as you get used to the, the three or five naps or however many naps they take when they're, when they're newborns, all of a sudden they, they go down to, you know, three, let's say. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you get used to that, they go down to two, you know? Uh, and then as soon as you get used to that, they go down to one. Uh, and so it's just such an adjustment. Um, and just giving yourself the grace and flexibility, I guess, to, um, to try to figure that out, you know, but admittedly it's still something I'm sorting out. So for instance, uh, Jack was, um, Jack's been under the weather the last two days, you know, so that's kind of thrown off our morning schedule and, and time that I usually get to work, I've been, uh, hanging out with him. Right. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, not to, not to take the conversation in a whole nother direction, but, uh, it's definitely, um, working from home is great. You know, I do feel super fortunate that I get, uh, you know, the flexibility that owning your own business, um, has, uh, but there's definitely challenges with it too. (laughs) So uh, talk a little bit about first getting started. So let's say you have a freelance web designer that is just getting started on a coaching call. What would you encourage them to do in their first steps, maybe even their first you know, six months of getting going? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an excellent question. And really, I think that, um, marketing sales, you know, um, getting your name out there, getting more visibility, getting more work. Uh, it really comes down to two things. All right. It comes down to building relationships and building content. And, and that's, and that's really, I mean, that's really it. Um, and I think it's just so important, especially when you're first getting started with something. And this is something, there's a few things uh, with Till that I feel like we did really well just as we got started, which was letting everybody know in our network what we were doing. You know, we didn't build a website and then hope people that we would just miraculously find it, right? We sent emails to everybody that we knew in our networks and said, you know, it was pretty simple. It just said, hey, listen, um, this is what we just started this new business. Um, at, at, you know, we reference a little bit of success that we've had. And again, when you're just getting started, like that might be like just a free project that you did for somebody or something that you did for yourself, you know? So, um, I think one of the, one of the best things that you could probably do as a website designer, like you can build a website for yourself and you can reference that when you tell, uh, your network, what you're doing. Like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm doing website design now. If you want to check out something uh, that I've done, you know, here's a link to that. Um, if you know of anybody who might be interested in uh, a new website or a website redesign, have them reach out. Also, if you're ever interested in, in, in a website, um, let me know, I'd be happy to help with, uh, help you. And that's a great way just to tap into relationships that you already have to try to find like an initial set of work. And you mentioned um, building content and content marketing. And, and I think that's a, a real key component to, to being successful for the long term. And um, I don't think a lot of freelancers realize that, you know, it, most, most get caught up in the feast or famine mentality. Mm-hmm. Like they either have too much work to do and not enough time, or they have no work and they're scrambling to find it. Um, but you really have to be intentional about what you're putting out and and how you're marketing yourself, either with a blog or with videos or with how-tos. Um, so I, talk about how you guys, because y'all have done it incredibly well at Davey and Krista, like so much great content to help your clients. Um, so talk about that, how you've, how you've done both, how you've been able to build projects, but actually like build content at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, uh, this is sort of my wheelhouse. I mean, if you go to Davey and Krista and you check out some of our projects and, uh, you know, our design, um, nearly all the credit is due to, uh, Krista. Uh, she's, she's the designer. Um, and then, you know, I would consider myself the, the marketer of the, of the two of us. Um, but both relationships and mark and content, 
Uh, and one thing that you said about content that I think is uh, super uh, beneficial to point out, it, content's not just blog content. I think a lot of people, when they think of content, they think, oh, I got to be blogging. Um, and if you're not a good writer, then that's okay because there's all sorts of great channels that you can uh, create content on. You can push content on, uh, you know, audio. So you can do a podcast like this. You can create a YouTube channel. So it's not just um, written blog content. Now, if you can teach yourself um, to, you know, uh, or if you can become a better writer, you know, because uh, as we talked about on uh, my podcast, something that you said is nobody's born, you know, just with nobody's born a good writer, you know, people become a good writer after just doing it over and over again. Um, and I do think that there's value in actually creating you know, written blog posts, um, even if you then turn that into a video or whatever. But I guess that's, that's probably, um, that's probably a, convers a conversation for another day. The point being is that choose a, choose some sort of a channel that you want to create content on having a website where you can post that content is, uh, I think really valuable because it's a channel that you actually own, you know, like your website, you own that. If Facebook were, gonna go, uh, were to go down tomorrow or YouTube were go, to go down tomorrow, and of course, those things are very unlikely, but you, you know, you lose the content there, right? So having that content somewhere on your website, I think is, um, is, is pretty valuable. Uh, and then there's always fluke things that happen, right? Maybe YouTube or, or Facebook bans you unintentionally, you know, and those things occasionally do happen, right? Then you're just not out of luck. So choose a place that you're going to produce content. And then really at the end of the day, all content is, is, is information that helps someone uh, reach their goal or meet a need. And you, you know, like I, I mentioned relationships as one of the most valuable things you can do in building, um, a I'm sorry, in building a business is building relationships. One of the best ways to build relationships is to create free content all right. And that free content establishes trust. It builds authority, you know, because it allows you to serve people. Um, every day, uh, we get questions from people. Um, and, and I assume that uh, you do too, Chris, you know, when it comes to, um, website design, people want to know yeah. what platform should I build on? Um, people want to know, you know, should I have a single page site or a multi-page site? You know, there's, there's a, there's a bajillion questions that people ask. And then oftentimes you'll find that people are asking the same questions over and over and over again. Keep a list of that kind of stuff and then start creating content around it. Most of the blog posts that we push out over at DavianKrista.com, they're the result of us being asked that question 10 times and thinking to ourselves, we should just create a blog post around that. Something you said that really hit home to me was content is helping someone reach their goal or, or meet a need. And I think this is a, a key thing to understand when it comes to um, getting clients as a freelance web designer that y you can't think of yourself as this artist who's trying to puff your portfolio. You know, you have to think of yourself of how, how am I going to help this person reach their, their goals or reach, reach the vision that they're seeing for their future. And it becomes a lot less about you and a lot more about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, when you have that mentality about content, you'll, you'll see that it plays off, uh, or pays off in, in all sorts of different ways. You know, I mean, even when you think about search engine optimization, you know, uh, and this is why I don't talk about channels often when, when I talk about content, like, you know, I don't think it's so important that you, you know, like, oh, you absolutely have to be on Instagram or you have to be on Facebook. You have to be on Twitter. You know, if you go to Till Agency right now, we've built a business um, and we have not launched yet our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, like there's no social media uh, posts. Now, don't get me wrong. That is on our list of things to do um, this year. Actually, in the very near future, we have um, our designer over at Till, you know, working on getting all that stuff together. But, you know, it, it's not, um, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that we have content that proves out that we can help people get to where they want to go. You know, so content for us over at Till Agency looks a little bit different than the content we provide over at Davy and Krista. So, um, you know, I guess just to distinguish between the two, content over at Davy and Krista is going to be a lot of tutorials. It's going to be a lot of just advice for people who are trying to do it themselves. We do work with, you know, smaller businesses, um, solopreneurs, small teams. And so there is a, a certain aspect of like, you know, people go to that blog to figure out how to do something on their own, you know, and along the way, 
um, it, it allows us to prove that we're really good at what we do, you know? So if you're kind of over the stage of building a website on your own, you can hire us to build that website for you. Um, but we have website templates available for people that they can download and customize themselves. Till agency is a little bit different. We have a different sort of client over there, but it's still just as important for us to build content. But the content that we build over at Till agency is in the way of case studies. So we put together um, the case studies of people that we've helped. So we outline kind of what the problem it is that they that they had and then where they wanted to go. And then we talk about the ways in which we, we partner with that company to help them get to where they want to go. And again, you know, people could read these case studies. People could jump on a, on a call with me over at Till Agency, take what I tell them and just try to go implement on their own. But these are the type of people who are like, who realize, you know, their time would be better spent doing what they're good at and it's better to hire an agency to help them. And that's great because I think a lot of people that are even potentially thinking about getting into web design are are worried that, you know, sites like Showit or Webflow or Elementor on WordPress are going to eventually take their business away from them. And so there's this fear of like, if I give this away, nobody's going to want to hire me. But I feel like you guys have seen the opposite of that. Yeah. And the exact opposite is true. I mean, you know, and I, I talk to, I have a few coaching clients that, um, and that will come up uh, occasionally. And, um, you know, they'll say, well, am I giving too much away? You know, especially when they're putting together things like lead magnets and stuff like that. And so um, a lead magnet is just typically something that somebody can download on your website. Um, and in exchange, you get their email address so you can follow up with them. And so one thing that I'll hear often is like, hey, am I giving, a, am I giving away too much um, in this lead magnet? And I'm like, if you don't feel if you don't feel like you're not giving away too much, then you're not doing it right. All right. Like you should feel every time you write a blog post that, man, I just, I mean, I gave away the good stuff in this post. I gave away the good stuff in this video. And that's really what's going to prove uh, to people that, that you're an expert and that you can be trusted. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, Oh, what's his name? He wrote, Oh, Tim Ferriss, right. Wrote the four hour work week. He also wrote a bunch of like, um, you know, kind of follow-ups to that. Uh, I'm thinking of Tools of Titans is one of his books. Um, yeah, great. Book. I think in, in that he mentioned something, and I'm going to butcher the quote, um, but he said something along the lines of like, the people who are truly good at what they do, um, you know, make things uh, seem easy or, or teach things in a way that they're easy to, to understand. It was something along those lines, right? But when you're when you're hanging out, like when you have a teacher who really knows their stuff, then they have a way of like transferring that knowledge in a way that just, you know, it just seems so easy all of a sudden. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be as good as your teacher in, in what you do. Um, but I really do think that's the, uh, the sign of an expert. I think the people who try to make things more com convoluted or complicated than they really are, um, you know, are people who aren't truly experts, um, in, in what they're, in what they're doing or just aren't secure enough, um, in what they're doing. So I say, you know, give it away. And I wouldn't be worried about, you know, show it or these platforms making things too easy because website design, it, it's a discipline, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, anybody can build their own website, but we have people, um, who've built their own websites come to us and just say, Hey, I know that, I, I know I need an expert to, to help me with this at this point. Um, I mean, there's just so many things that go into it that maybe when you're doing website design every day, just come naturally to you uh, at this point. Um, but just like the user experience, um, I mean, how color, like, I mean, there's just so many different things that come to, uh, or, or that, that come into play in website design that um, the average person would miss or somebody who's not trained in website design or has been doing it for a while uh, would likely miss. Well, again, just go back to the photography example, just because we work with a lot of photographers. Um, you know, occasionally we will get a, a question. It's like, Hey, why should I pay you to build a website for me when I can just download a template off your website? You know, and, and it's of course, uh, much less, uh, much more inexpensive to do that. And, you know, it would be like me saying, okay, why can't I just ask all my friends at my wedding to take iPhone photos of me instead of hiring a photographer who's going to cost thousands of dollars? Because it doesn't matter if you give an average person a camera, they're still not going to produce the same quality photos 
that uh, a Katie Mary or a Jonathan Canlis or you know somebody who is an expert in their craft. You uh, you recently did a talk at um, the United Conference um, that I I just absolutely loved, um, and you talked about the best way to set up your own personal website to to get the clients. Um, that you were actually trying to get. I, I wonder if you could just give us maybe a few bullet points from that conversation. And if I'm putting you on the spot and you've got to get notes, just let me know. No, no. But uh, I just felt like it, I felt like it was so valuable um, and such good, such a good resource for people. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically the, the thesis of that talk, and I can send you it. I mean, you probably have uh, access to the link for that. So if you want to post that in show notes and people want to take a look at that, um, they can go and, and see the full talk. But basically, uh, my thesis in that talk is that you know whenever somebody comes to your website or really whenever somebody interacts with you, so this these concepts are as true on your website as they are anywhere else you show up to do business. But people want to know, um, one, are you good at what you do? All right. So of course, that's the, you know, of course, people want to know that they want to know, are you good at what you do? And then the second thing people want to know is, can you really do that, whatever that service is that you provide for someone like them? All right. Can you really do whatever that it service that you provide for somebody like them? Can you really get them the results that you've gotten other people? Can you really get them the results that they've kind of determined are important to them? And so what that comes down to, I, I think really focusing on those two questions makes selling and marketing a lot easier. And it, and it also, again, pointing back to what I said earlier, it points back to why relationships and why creating content are so important. So when people go to your website, um, it's important, one, to show off your best work, you know, your best work, not all your work, your very best work. You want when people go to your website, you want them to understand almost immediately what it is, who you do it for, uh, and how good your work is. So um, again, not to, yeah, I know I'm not speaking to photographers here, but if you were a photographer, you'd want your very best images in the hero spot of your website. You know, if you're a web designer, you want to make sure that if you have designed a couple websites that you're showing off your very best websites, you know, pretty, pretty much right away. Um, somewhere on on your website, so you're demonstrating that you're good at what you what you do, but it's not good enough just to say that you're good at what you do. You want other people to be saying that you're good at what you do as well. So throughout your website, you should be using things like social proof. You should have testimonials from clients who are saying, "Hey, you know, Davy, Chris, you know, whoever really got me to where I wanted to go. You know, I had these goals." And Davey and Chris, they helped me get there. And so that's that's the kind of stuff that you want to include throughout your website. And of course, in the United Talk, I go into to much more detail and I look at each of the pages and talk about, you know, sort of what the theme of each of those pages is. But really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is being, you know, building relationships because, you know, in building those relationships, you're going to have other people who are pointing back at you and saying, hey, you know, he really is good at what, what he does. Um, and then creating content because creating content, like I said, it's, I mean, not only is it one of the uh, best ways to, to build relationships, but it's also a way to establish that you have authority um, and establish um, trust with people when you actually make the claim that you can do whatever it is that you say you can do. The cool thing about that too is you actually end up learning a ton from having to teach it as well. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's this big, um, there's a lot of thought right now in the UX design world about how um, if you're a UX designer, you should also be a UX writer because you will grow exponentially mm. from that experience. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think that... Um, you know, thinking back uh, to my days as a teacher, you know, one of the things I realized real quickly, like day one of, of class was, um, you know, I would show up and I would think to myself, yeah, you know, I, I know this, this, uh, this material, but then it, getting up in front of the class and then trying to teach it and realizing, okay, maybe I don't know this material as well as I thought I knew it. And then having to go back and and study it a little bit harder. But then also, even you know, even as I progressed uh, in teaching, um, realizing that you know, typically there are three or four periods in a day, right? Um, the the third period that I had to teach that uh, class, 
that was the best lesson, right? Because you have, you've yeah. articulated it uh, at least two other times before that. And you've also answered questions that people have. And again, this is, I think, just along the lines of creating content and putting content out there is people are going to ask questions and they're going to push back. And that's going to force you, one, mm. to think through things that you hadn't thought of before. And two, kind of reevaluate your own claims and either shift them, you know, because, hey, that person brought up a good point and, you know, I need to adjust my content to kind of account for um, that, that question or that outlier. Um, so, you know, again, just I think, uh, I think that's a great insight. Yeah, so what about that when, when people push back? Because somebody hearing that might think, oh, no, if I get questioned, I'm not going to be considered the expert and somebody might not be as willing to hire me. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, one of those things like just being secure in, in, you know, in what you, in what you do and what your expertise is. And, um, I, like I appreciate it when, when people ask questions because it often makes me think about things that I hadn't thought of before. Um, I think that there's a few things that you should, uh, I guess sort of be aware of, um, because I think some people are too, they're, they're, they're too quick to say, oh yeah, yeah, you know, that's a good point. I, and, and then just kind of take the, you know, I'm wrong, um, position. And I think it's okay to, you know, if somebody pushes back and it's something that you hadn't thought about before and you're not quite sure what the answer is to say, Hey, you know, I just need a little bit of time to, to think about that, you know, but there's certainly not go anything wrong in going back to somebody and saying, Hey, you know, I thought about what you said. I think you make a good point. Uh, and let's give that a shot, especially in, in the context of a project. And, you know, uh, for both Till and Davy and Krista, uh, we, we have to do that on a, you know, I think on a, almost every project basis, because the people that we're working with, they also have an expertise as well. And so they're also going to know their audience and their goals, you know, even better than we are. So of course, we're going to take the certain principles that we think can apply to every business, but rules might bend based on you know, that person's audience. So we might write copy, you know, for instance, over at Till Agency for an ad for a company. Um, and that company might come back and say, hey, listen, we need to make these adjustments to the copy. And, you know, your gut reaction might be, well, no, like, uh, you know, typically, typically people respond to this sort of claim in this way, right? But after further reflection, you might think, no, you know, they've, it looks like they've tried something like this in the past and it didn't land. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to work with them to make, uh, to, to make this adjustment. And I think people really respect that, you know, um, kind of going back to what you said in the very, uh, beginning of this episode, you know, you're like, you're here to serve people and you're here to help them get to where they, they want to go. And so it really is a fine line between, you know, not bending too much because you, you know, your craft and you know that there's certain things that might not be uh, obvious to that person, but will help them get to where they want to go. But then also being flexible enough to take into account their feedback uh, and their criticism occasionally. And and I think to a certain extent, it's it's about not getting caught up in the weeds. Mm. You know, not not getting so single focused about the role that you play or the the bigger picture of what it is that you're doing to serve your client. Whereas you, you have this aspect of I'm going to build them a website or I'm, I'm going to do some web designs for them. But they're thinking, but yeah, what about advertising? What about payroll? What about, mm -hmm. you know, uh, all the marketing stuff? And so, and so coming at it humbly, but with expertise is that it's that it's that 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 sweet spot for a web designer to know like hey i'm confident to be right and i'm confident to be wrong mm -hmm. but it doesn't decrease my value to whoever it is that i'm serving yeah i think that's i, I think that's a great approach and it, it's just something that uh, i mean when we have we have clients occasionally who will come to us and say this is what i want and we we tell them like hey we think that this is a bad move you know, and, and, and sometimes it ends up being a bad move, but the client wants it. And so at the end of the day, you're, you're there to build their website, you know, for them. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's important to make that claim to say, Hey, we do think that this is a bad idea. Um, but if they insist you, you go ahead and do it. Um, but at least it's out there. And I think that you, you, whether they realize it or not have served them well by bringing, 
you know, whatever that, that concern is up, um, you know, getting it and writing in an email, you know, somewhere just in case they do come back one day and kind of forget that you did try to convince them to do, uh, something different. Um, but also realize that that's just part of projects. You know, I think, um, we're building a house right now and, uh, you know, it's funny, I think our, kind of trying to, uh, put myself in, in our builder's shoes, you know? Um, and I do feel like there's so many similarities to website design. There's obviously a ton of differences too, but trying to remember, um, trying to really take, you know, like if we go to our builder and say, we want, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, and him saying, Hey, listen, I, I really think you're going to regret this, uh, one day, you know, really thinking hard about that, you know, because I, I can see ourselves, you know, talking to a website design client saying the exact same thing. <laughs> well, D- David, thank you so much for, for being on um, the podcast today. Can you please tell our, our listeners how they might be able to find you and, and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So till.agency, that's the latest business, paid advertising, Facebook and Instagram ads, um, helping businesses scale. Um, if you go over to DaveyandKrista.com, you're going to find the brand and website design agency. Um, and over there, you know, I think that um, while most of the content is written towards non, you know, um, it's not written with website designers in mind, I do think that there's probably a decent amount of content over there if you're just starting your business, especially um, that you might find helpful. Um, because we do, we do write, you know, for instance, those, you know, how to deal with difficult client uh, posts, which I think uh, pretty much could apply to to any sort of business um, uh, as well. And, you know, DIY design mistakes, stuff like that, that, you know, just somebody who's just getting started in website design might find helpful. Um, and then you can always connect with us on Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Davy T. Jonesy, um, but you can find um, the both of us, Davy and Krista, over at, at Davy and Krista. Awesome. And of course, Brands at Book podcast. Um, and thank you so much for having me on there as well. It's a, just a great resource for anybody that has a, a service-based business. Thanks. And likewise, really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Excited for this thing to launch. And, um, you know, if you are listening, go ahead and, and check out um, my Brands at Book episode with Chris. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to have to have you back on, Davey. This has been such a great conversation. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. Wow. Such incredible insight from Davey. I know I've learned a lot from him and I'm definitely going to have to have him back on the show so that he can tell us more about how to market ourselves as freelance web designers. There's actually quite a few places that you can find Davey at. He has his own podcast. It's incredible called Brains That Book. I was actually a guest on it, had a great time talking to him. Him and his wife, Krista, run DaveyandKrista.com. You can see how they've set up their web design business, how they sell templates for show it and and WordPress as well. And then you can also find him at till.agency for some of his uh, advertising work that he's begun to do. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope that you enjoyed the first four episodes of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. We will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. And I know that you're gonna benefit from it. I know that you're gonna enjoy it. I can't wait to see you then.